This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I, mean, I buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to another episode of Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions from the community to help us all become better investors. Now, if you're joining us for the very first time, a massive welcome. Congratulations for starting the journey of investing. We strongly recommend that you do scroll up and start at episode one. Now, we are are licensed, but we are not aware of your personal circumstances. So all information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only. With that said, my name is Bryce and as as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. We are on to episode four of our Under the Hood yes. series where we pop open the hood of an ATF and see what's going on underneath. Check out the engine underneath. Yeah. Yeah, that's under the hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. We're uh, into episode four. We've spoken about um, what's in a name. We've spoken about what an index is and we've spoken about how uh, ETF issuers pull together uh, and, and actually uh, analyze whether a, there is enough for an ETF. And today, the big question is probably the most applicable when it comes to looking under the hood. How do we actually check the holdings of the ETFs that are um, that we're investing in? And as always, we're uh, joined by an expert from Global X ETFs, Jessica Lung. Jessica, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So Jessica is uh, a portfolio manager at Global X, who are a leading player in the ETF industry. They pride themselves on their industry-leading research team, and we have so many experts joining us for this series. They have over 30 targeted products, a million clients across 95 countries. We are joined by some of the best in the business. But uh, big question, Ren, check the ETF holdings. How, yeah. do, we, how do we do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Jess, before we started recording, we were laughing that this might be a short episode, <laughs> but I think it's an important one because... Uh, the name of an ETF can sometimes uh, not be clear about, um, you know, what, what is, what's being held. And we've chosen the uranium ETF. The ticker is Adam. Again, you've got to love ETF tickers. <laughs> uh, but we've chosen it uh, specifically because Global X, one of their, their biggest ETFs is physical gold that literally holds physical gold, not gold miners. And so when I first saw Global X's uranium ETF, I just assumed it was going to be something similar. It would going to be tracking the price of uranium, but no, it's spoiler alert. It doesn't. And Ren, you're not the only person who thought that we have a community question that is along the same line. So let's give it a listen. Hey, equity mates. Um, when I'm buying some of ETFs, I've just bought one recently. Um, how do I know what's under the umbrella of them? Uh, like if I'm looking at an ETF with the ticket Adam, um, the uran- uranium ETF from Global X. Am I buying actual uranium or what am I buying exactly? What sits under the umbrella of Adam? So why don't, why don't we start there using the uranium ETF as an example. Take us through what we do. 
where do we find the holdings? Yeah, so I guess like the name of the series, Look Under the Hood, and that's always my number one tip for investors on, you know, trying to find more about the ETF. And the first place you should always go to is the ETF issuer's website. So for us, it's globalxetfs.com.au. And then on there on the landing page, you can see um, you can see an array of funds that we have, or you can just go on the search bar and type in uranium. So let's say we do that, globalxetfs.com.au. We find the uranium ETF. Mm. What do we find? So on there, you can always see an ETF issuer would always list out the top holdings, if not the full holdings. So I guess that's a good thing about passive ETFs is that they're very transparent and you mm. always know what exactly you're getting as opposed to active funds. Mm. So you can see what index tracks, the management fee, how big the fund is, and of course the holdings. And with this one, what we find is there is no physical uranium in this ETF. Is that right? None? Have you heard of Sprott or do you know what Sprott is? Oh, so there is some... Phys- this is why we do it. <laughs> We're going under the hood. We're going right, under so the hood. so well, let's, let's unpack that. So there is some physical uranium and then some companies. So tell us what's in there. Yeah, so Sprott is a physical trust. So it's the world's largest physical uranium fund. So it's kind of like our gold ETF, but instead of gold bars, it, it buys yellow cake or, or uranium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that one has, I think that fund has an asset value of over $3 billion in USD and it holds, can you guess how much uranium? Let's just take, let's take a guess. How much how, uranium? How much uranium do you get for $3 billion? Yeah. What's US. the unit of measure? Tons? Is it, is it tons? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's pounds, but yeah. Okay. So uh, weight, we're looking weight. for weight. Yeah. I have no idea. Three billion dollars, but I reckon you're rating like a like, hundred million tons. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like a uh, hundred pounds. Six hundred grams. Did you say a hundred pounds? Yeah. Isn't that what the weight of a person? Is it? Yeah, I guess this so. is why you're going to the hood. Uranium's expensive. Yes. The answer is that fund itself holds over 61 million pounds of uranium. Okay. So you were probably closer to the pin there. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, the uranium ATF, the Sprott physical is about 10% of the ATF. Mm-hmm. And then alongside that, there's a number of companies. A quarter of the fund is one company. Cameco Corp. Mm. I hadn't heard of the company no, before. No, me either. And I've also, I don't think I've, outside of your classic tech company ETFs where Apple makes up 16, 20% or whatever, it's it's rare for the ones that I've looked at and what's in my portfolio to see the number one holding with with a quarter of the holding. Yeah. So what's the what's the story with Cameco? So Cameco, they're a Canadian uranium miner. So they're also the largest by market cap. So market cap is like the size on the stock exchange. So number of shares outstanding multiplied by the price. So that's why they take up 25% of, of the fund. Oh, so it's purely because it's just so much more valuable than all these other uranium companies? Not necessarily. So for example, another stock, uh, I think the ticker is KAP or NAC has Adam Prom. So that one is actually the world's largest producer, but because it's also partially owned by Kazakhstan, uh, the n- number of shares listed isn't as large. Okay, so that's why okay. I mean by market cap, which yeah. is size on the exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So even though um, NAC or NAC has Adam Prom, so they produce around 25% of the global supply of uranium and Cameco is 16, but wow. because of that difference, Cameco is larger in weight. Wow. So what I'm learning here very quickly is that it's okay and easy to say where, how do I check the ETF holdings? Go to the issuer website. It's on the website. Then you actually, you actually need to check the holdings. What are 
those holdings? Mm. What are we buying? We started out by saying there's no physical uranium in this ETF. Bang, second largest holding is uranium yeah. ETF. So it, I, think, I think that's the important lesson here is... And it doesn't. It, it's, it was sprot physical... Like if you're in the know, you know that the term physical, physical yeah. is probably an indicator of what it is, but that could just be the name of a company as well. Mm. So you really do have to actually understand what the top holdings are. Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe even when you're on the website, there's a whole checklist of things that you can go through. So first is just the top holdings, like what we're doing, looking under the hood and then reading or going through the index methodology. So how is the fund actually constructed or how are the names chosen to be included into the fund? Mm. And then these are the boring ones, but they're so important. The PDS. So PDS, a product disclaimer statement, very good document for you to understand what the fund is and the risk profile, as well as the TMD, so the target market determination document. Thankfully, one of our 10 episodes that we're doing with Global X doesn't cover PDS in, in detail. It might be a very short or long episode. Yeah, it yeah, depends. Yeah. We, we on PDS. Uh, no, we could have told uh, Jess that the every expert that comes on has to read the full PDS into the mic. In Shakespearean. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's, it's pretty simple here. It, there's, there's no science to this, but it is super important. Check the holdings and don't just cursory glance over the top 10. Understand at least what the top 10 are because they're likely to be the greatest portion of the ETF. And it doesn't take uh, many clicks to download the Excel spreadsheet that'll give you every single holding in there. Some issue websites, list them all out. As you said, Jess, some give top 10. Actually just understand. And, and we say it every episode, look under the hood, understand. But there's a reason we say it. And we've kind of- Yeah, there's a reason we say it. It's the name of this series. Yeah. <laughs> and, as, we've, as we've figured out today, like you, you might think you know what is in the ETF based on the name, but- um, it's not always the case. Yeah. So uh, with that said, let's actually go under the hood and not just look at the top holdings, but look at this ETF entirely. And we like to start with, I guess, some of its key information, what the ETF is trying to do, aka its purpose, how it's trying to do it, aka the index it tracks, and then how much it costs to do that. So let's start with its uh, what it's trying to do or its purpose. It's in the name, Uranium ETF, but but what are we trying to do with this ETF here? Yeah, so Atom. So Atom offers investors access to a broad range of companies involved in the uranium mining and production of nuclear components. Yeah. So that includes extraction, refining, exploration, or the manufacturing of equipment for uranium and nuclear industries. And it does that by tracking a particular index. Uh, in the uh, previous episode with Kanish, we spoke about indexes and how they're made and how we know what we're tracking. So which one are we tracking here? So this one tracks a selective global uranium and nuclear components total return index. Makes sense. Selective, that's a name that we've come across before. One yeah. of the bigger index providers when it comes to thematic ATFs, mm -hmm. I get the sense. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, how much does it cost? What, what, are, what are the fees? So the fee for this one is 69 basis points. So that means for every $10,000 invested for a year, it'll cost you $69. Yeah. Now, this is a pretty new ETF as well. So when we look at performance, uh, we actually don't have a full year. We've got a few months and it's returned uh, minus one and a half percent over the past three months but pretty early days. Yeah, and yeah. did you know that? So I heard you guys were talking about ETFs are listed both here and potentially in the US as well. So this one actually has uh, the same identical fund listed in the US, 
by our US uh, Global X counterparts. And that fund, the ticker is URA. So that fund's actually been around for, I would say, more than 10 years okay. and uh, actually has assets under management of 1.4 billion. So Jess, we're actually lucky to have you in the studio because you look after this uh, ETF for Global X. So talk us through the, the breakdown of the geography. Canada make up over 50% of the holdings. Mm-hmm. Uranium rich country, what's what's the go there? Yeah, so like we were talking about before, so Cameco, that's a Canadian stock, that's yeah. already 24%, so that already takes up a large portion of the ETF. So your largest country exposure is Canada, 55%, and then South Korea at 12, and Australia at 11, and then Kazakhstan at six. So I guess if we're looking at this on an overall high-level ETF, your geographical span of this is quite different compared to your um, other ETFs. Yeah, finally the United States isn't in the top yeah. of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the top or, or, or all of it, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, when we look at sectors, energy sector is the biggest and then industrials and then uh, we get to the top holdings and we've spoken about some of the biggest holdings, uh, Cameco Corp from Canada, uh, about a quarter of the ETF, Sprott Physical, which actually holds physical uranium, a lot more than 100 pounds, as we've learned. Um, and then uh, a number of the other companies in there in uh, the uranium space. Are there any Australian companies in here? Yes, yeah, so, um, Paladin, Paladin Energy. Nice. That's a big one at 3.61%. And there's also BHP if you look in the fund oh, holdings. So okay. go to the website, download the Excel, and you'll see BHP. So nice. I went there this morning, and as of now, BHP has a weight of 2% in the fund. Awesome. Just out top 10. Mm. There you go. Nice. Go Australia. Go Australia. <laughs> well, guys, we set out to answer the question, uh, how do you check the ETF's holdings? There's no rocket science to this. It is very simple. Uh, Jess said at the top, we can just Google it. But there's more There's more science to that. There's more science to that. But it is going to the issuer website, as we said, having a look at the product page. There's going to be a top 10. There's also going to be the ability. And one of the advantages of ETFs is transparency and they will show every single holding in that ETF. So you will understand exactly what's in there. But then do more than just a cursory glance. Understand those top 10 holdings and uh, and don't take it at face value from the yeah. name from the name that you're buying. Mm. And I would add another advantage of an ETF. So let's say you know you're interested in investing in uranium. You believe its purpose for decarbonisation. But then you know there's so many companies, or there's lots of small cap companies. So that's why Chemico is so big. But then all the other ones are so small. But that's why maybe an ETF is a good way for you to gain exposure. So you want exposure to the sector or to uranium, but you're not necessarily a stock picker. Mm. So an ETF is a good way for you to access this thematic. Yeah, love that. Or if your brokerage doesn't give you access to the Kazakhstan Stock Exchange, yeah. <laughs> which I'm going to hazard a guess no Australians have access to that market, uh, ETFs give Australian, well, in this case, Australian investors access to some markets they may not otherwise access. Yeah, yeah. so you guys just reminded me of something. Do you guys ever watch... Uh, What's that series? Oh, the Young Sheldon or Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you know that episode where the FBI just comes comes to his door when he's young because he ordered uranium or yellow cake off the web? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I, I can imagine that. that would be a, a red yeah. flag. So yeah, yeah, yeah. off the topic of access, yeah, so physical uranium is harder to access. Yeah. Futures aren't really liquid. <laughs> so maybe this is a good way for you to access okay. it. Love <laughs> it, love it. Well, Jess, thank you so much and thank you to Global X uh, for supporting the Under the Hood series where we're really starting to... Uh, 
add a, a bunch of uh, tools to our toolkit when it comes to analyzing ETFs. GlobalX are a leading player in the ETF industry. They have an, an amazing industry-led research team, global access with over 30 targeted products. So head to globalxetfs.com.au to actually go under the hood on the products that we're talking about and uh, familiarize yourself with those product pages. Uh, Jess, thank you so much. You are, you're going to be back in a, a few episodes time to talk about equal weight versus market cap weight. So uh, stick around for that. But thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was great fun. Thanks, Jess. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 54067.